Yes, my friends, and welcome to the John Mahon Show, streaming live across the world right now. And we are not going to waste any time today whatsoever, are we, Ollie? We're not wasting any time. We've got a live guest ready, ready, ready to go. And waiting. So, my friends, joining us straight away on the John Mahon Show, we have a man from a band that have traveled a total of 95,000 miles, driven 40,000, flown 55,000, 96 shows in eight months, with only three days off in India. Performed in 15 countries across three continents. Welcome to the show, Karan from Bloody Woods! Thank you so much, guys. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, it is an honor to have you on the show today, my friend. First and foremost, have you managed to sleep yet? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I've been doing. You know, I've been I, I have such a hard time sleeping. I'm usually, you know, only on six or five hours a day. But something's has changed, you know. <laughs> I think I'm I'm sleeping eight hours a day yeah. ever since I came back. So <laughs> that's a welcome change. Because all those things John listed off with the intro, I, I saw on your Instagram post. How was it adjusting to life after that crazy year? Um, I think uh, I can't answer that question yet because every day is yeah. kind of a new story. Yeah. You know? um, but I'll tell you what, it feels great to be home. Uh, it feels great to uh, not wake up to a disaster to handle every day. <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 still sinking in. It's not easy once you know you live life at, you know, 5x the speed for four months and then suddenly everything just shuts down, you know. So, but, but you know, I, I can't complain. I'm really enjoying the peace right now. Well, you have absolutely earned it because 2023 for Bloody Wood has been all gas, no breaks. And one of the things that I want to start this conversation off with is festival season. As Ollie mentioned, that Instagram post said that your largest festival audience download festival, 50 to 60,000 people turning out in the United Kingdom to come and see you. But that was just one of many festivals that you're at this summer, Hellfest, Grasspop, just to name a few. I mean, what was that festival season run like for you guys like constantly going to new countries almost on a daily basis well you know um we, we this is our second european festival run uh, the first one was back in uh, 22 uh, but this one was uh, by far more difficult because even though we had more days off but we were already uh, you know, we'd already been on the road for two months. Uh, you know, we, we played our uh, club shows in Europe in March and then we went to the US and then we came back to Europe for the festival shows. Um, I feel that we were very, very prepared for it, Good. you know, because yeah. we were warmed up throughout. Um, we were much more confident this time because it wasn't our first time playing to, uh, you know, large audiences uh, at festivals. But, you know, you nothing can prepare you for, you know, <laughs> for 50,000 or 60,000 people yeah. uh, in front of you when you enter the stage. Nothing in the world can make you feel, oh, this is just another day in the job, you know. 
That's amazing. And I mean, like, as you said, you were very well prepared for this run because given the setup that you have to transport from show to show and like the uniqueness of some of your instruments as well. I mean, like if a doll goes missing, you can't exactly hit at one of the other bands and say, hey, have you got one that we can borrow? So <laughs> like, like, how stressful is it getting equipment from place to place and, you know, checking everything's making its way safely? Is that the main stress? Um, it's my main stress <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, but you know what? The doll did go missing. No. Uh, yeah, that happened in Poland. Um, it was our first show in the March tour, um, and it didn't go missing. Right. We forgot to pick it up from uh, the hotel once we were leaving it, and um, the, our hotel was in Germany, and we were already in Poland, ready to play the show uh, in the evening. And suddenly a doll player just wakes up and says, did anyone pick up the doll? And we're like, <laughs> no, I don't play that instrument. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, but luckily because we're Indian and Indians are everywhere in the world. Uh, we found a doll player. <laughs> Let's we found a go. Doll in Poland. Yeah. We, the we Poland Doll, doll Society Poland. turned up for you that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it was insane. Put, it was insane. We found, uh, yeah. <laughs> you found the instrument. We uh, we took it on rent for, from him for a day. The show went well. And thankfully, our next show was back in Germany. Uh, so we picked up the duel once again on our way back. But, um, you know, we also left our double pedal. So I'm not going to leave that out. Uh, our drummer also deserves some plaque, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know double pedals are easy to come by. So yeah, it it is very very stressful, especially because we carry our own mixer. Um, right. We don't use the house mixer, and oh, it's really? a digital system. Anything can go wrong. Uh, many things did go wrong. You know, we, our screen stopped working, but thankfully that was amongst the last shows. So yeah, it's 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 constantly it's it's a it's a constant stress. You know, we uh, we deal with it all the time, and we don't have a B rig yet. Uh, we're not rich enough to have a B rig, yeah. uh, a standby rig or something like that. So, thankfully, the the touring gods have been in our favor. Let's go. Long may they <laughs> continue. I mean, uh, just to touch on something you mentioned, then, do you take your own mixing desk because of your stage setup? Because there's so many like complex sounds within the mix that you guys just need to be able to plug in and play, as opposed to figure out the system that's already there. Um, partially, yes, uh, but. You know, since I know a thing or two about mixing, I mixed the uh, mixed and mastered our, our debut album. I know how difficult it can be for an engineer to, you know, uh, work on a new mixer every day. Yeah. And you know, in festivals, you barely get any time at all yeah. to set up, right? Uh, so, and we don't have way too many inputs per se. We do have more inputs than most bands when it comes to you know um, the stage inputs. But we we invested in a mixer very early in our career because we wanted the, we we really wanted the best sound possible uh, and a very consistent sound throughout. Um, and it has really paid off because you know our engineer is very comfortable with the mixer. He knows our sound and he doesn't have to uh, you know learn a new system or you know adjust to a new system every time uh, we play a show. Hell yeah. And I mean, like, given the fact that, as you said, like this wasn't your first rodeo on festival season, like were there any big significant lessons that you learned from 2022 that you took into 2023, just in terms of, you know, either like looking after yourselves, the band, the setup, the transitions? 
Um, yeah, uh, I'd say <laughs> in 2023, I um, I became more comfortable with the idea of not having a bath every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was that, that was probably the hardest thing for us. And you know, with with Europe, um, it's it's very strange because you know privacy isn't really a big deal over there uh, when you're taking a bath or something, or even taking a shit for that matter. There, there are no locks in uh, in the doors, and you know you're you're supposed to take baths with other naked people in the same room. That was very difficult to get used to, but uh, it's a big culture shock somehow. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you know we 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 learned our lesson in 22 and we went in prepared in 23 nice so yeah we know each other more personally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so wholesome well i mean let's talk about getting to know each other because i mean bloody wood for those that don't know i mean like the kind of inception for this project was within parodies if i do believe like you doing like covers and reimagines and that's kind of where the whole creative process kind of started I mean, what what was that early inception stage of bloodywood where the conversations first started happening um well you know i just quit my job in 2015 i, I used to be a corporate lawyer um, oh, wow. obviously it, it's not fun yeah, um, obviously <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a fun job uh, it's I mean, I thought it, it was probably the most stressful job in the world till I started this band. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we, I had been playing in bands before, before 2015. And uh, I really wanted to do something in music. Uh, Jayant, the vocalist, we used to just, you know, have fun with these covers online. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd make these metal versions of pop songs and stuff. Uh, we, we'd post them online. We, people started appreciating them. But that's not really what we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the end game. But, uh, you know, when I decided to quit my job, I thought, all right, this is getting serious. We need to, we need to really make this happen. And we, that's where we started searching for our sound, you know, uh, before start, before putting out originals, we really wanted to know uh, what sound is going to stick, you know, what's, what's, what's going to be, what's going to be something that plays and is immediately recognizable. Right. So, um, and surprisingly, we just had to go back to our roots, you know, just just yeah. uh, look at look at Indian folk mu music, Indian rhythms, and once we added, we uh, we 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 tested elements of those things in some of our covers, um, and they were very well received. And that's when we knew that all right, this is the sound that we need to go for, and now let's start writing some real music. And that's when we put out originals, and then everything blew up. And here we are. <laughs> I think I think it was just so refreshing to hear like other sort of cultures music mixed with like sort of genty metal because it, it uh, for me it was like hadn't been done before really as far as I'm aware. Who have been like some of your inspirations in like the metal world? Oh, the eternal question <laughs> that keeps changing though. Um, I'd say at that time uh, during 2015, I was um, listening to. A lot of during that time, I li I was listening to a lot of periphery. Ooh. Um, yeah, um, I think a lot of some of the stuff that I always listen to. Um, Insomnium is a band that comes to my mind. I love them. Um, of course, Alter Bridge. For you know, Alter Bridge is why I picked up the guitar. To be honest, uh, Mark Tremonti. Mark Tremonti. Yeah, Mark Tamoni is my idol. If I ever meet him, I'm going to faint. 
that's, um, that's got to happen I, sooner or later. The first time I ever met him, I was uh, quite young in the industry, and he was at Download, and he was kind of, I The first guitar I ever had was a Mark Tremonti PRS, like the, the SE wow. version. And he came, yeah. we did an interview with him, and he came along, but he had his PRS with him, like his actual, like. Custom. We just carried it into the interview. Yeah, we had it in a case, but he like, got it out and showed us, and I was like, fanboy. <laughs> like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a tough job <laughs> to be honest I'd, I'd not be able to interview him at all <laughs> i just wave and run you know <laughs> just wayne's world i'm not worthy <laughs> <laughs> but you, you must be sort of nearing the level that you you can interact with these people because they played a download i'm not sure if it was the same day as yeah you they were on there. the thursday this year were they oh yeah. so you just missed them but i'm sure yeah. your paths will cross yeah, in the future <laughs> thankfully <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, um, a lot of the members uh, in the band met their idols during this run. That was a big difference from the 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 shows we played in 22. This time we were much uh, closer to our idols and, you know, to the people we look up to. Um, awesome. Jayanth got to meet Corey Taylor. Um, oh, yeah. And of course, he had to cry. Yeah. But thankfully not in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's a testament to your music because since the album came out, I think you've gained a lot of fans, not just in our, our world, but in the uh, music world as well. Because Tom Morello tweeted about you, didn't he? Oh, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that that was insane. I was. I remember that moment when I was actually. Um, I was. I was somewhere in the hills, brushing my teeth early in the morning, and I saw that tweet, and I just spat out everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, <what? laughs> You have to check out is the real Tom Morello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that too. Uh, at that time, you know, blue ticks weren't, you, you couldn't buy blue ticks at that time. Yeah. So we knew it was the real person. So, yeah. Let's go. And I mean, I tell you what, if there's ever the potential for a collaboration later down the line, Tom Morello does love lending his licks to other bands. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a DM that could get sent that could lead to Bloodywood featuring Tom Morello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure um, that's that's actually very interesting because we we've we've been in talks with a lot of people who we'd really want to collab with, and they've been, they've been very positive. So the next album is gonna have some collaborations for sure. Ooh, let's go. Speaking of of bands, you've toured with a couple of our friends from the show. So in the in UK and Europe, oh Europe, I think. And the UK, it was Lake Malice supporting, and then you went to America, and our friends Wargasm supported you. Like, yeah. who has been some of the other your favorite bands you've played with this year? Because it must be quite a lot. Uh, well, you know, so the US run was um, was very different for us because um, for us that was probably a bigger bill to be put on, uh, if you know that makes sense. So there was orgasm, there was Wended, um, you know opening and both both the bands were insane you know they yeah. they put on such an amazing show and you know whenever they play festivals you can see it you can see how wild the crowds go and i can't really i i can't pick between them to be honest they're good at different things um but i i would say that you know we've been very very lucky to have great bands play with us you know during our tours and you know the we, we really learn a lot from them because uh you know every band has their own story to tell yeah uh and you know for example bended is such a young band like they're so young and just watching their energy on stage we're like holy shit you know uh 
we can't beat that <laughs> you can you can attribute that to age being young but that's in the, the amount of energy they bring on the stage yeah. that's insane i guess um, orgasm you know yeah, orgasm can really get the party started you know they yeah. they can turn any crowd that's you know that's standing like this to you know moshing and uh, you know crowd surfing so we learn a lot from them too um, they've they've all been amazing lake malis have always again you know uh, they they were with us for the throughout the march tour and they're such nice helpful people yeah. you know we we'd love to tour with them all the time just having good people be with you throughout that tour makes such a difference you know it it makes such a i mean we haven't had bad people thankfully but hey. we can imagine how that would be if we if we don't like each other or something like that but that's not happened to us they've all been amazing hell yeah and i mean like in terms of as just rewinding it back to something that you just said you know with the amount of bands that you're coming across and you're meeting and you're being associated with and you're hanging out with when it has come to this point where i'm guessing conversations are starting about new music like i guess now you've almost got a sort of like dream wish list of like okay cool if we are going to explore features on this one like here's the ones that we want to start like hitting up and saying like hey how's it going like i mean how far into the new music process are you cuz your last record was 2020 Two wasn't it? I do believe that dropped. Yes, yes. Twenty-two. It was Feb of twenty-two. I can't believe it's been a year and a half already. Um, but uh, yeah, so right now we're still in the ideation phase. I'd say you know I'm still writing skeletal songs. Okay. We haven't started started writing lyrics or any of that sort yet. But we're at a very good position because. Um, I learned a lot from the last album uh, about how this process works and you know it was also a journey for me because I was trying to uh, you know get the best best mix out best master out and that process is going to be much easier this time yeah. so I'm much more confident about our timeline and our speed at which we will be able to churn out really good songs uh, because the seeds are there we've got some really good ideas we're very excited to start working on them but the the thing is everyone's on a break right now understandably yeah understandably so, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hold yeah. on coach i need a time out <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but you know i uh, a, a couple of weeks in uh, i'm already you know feeling it i need i need to get back to it yeah and i probably will from tomorrow itself <laughs> hell yeah well i mean like as you said you've melodically started exploring the the sounds uh, for this new record and i'm always interested to find yeah. i mean like where did where was the first instrument you picked up like was it was it something like more native to what you like were raised around or was it we straight in with the guitars on the rock music well um instrument wise Yes it was the guitar that i picked up the first because um you know when it comes to indian folk so there's indian classical music and there's indian folk music right? okay these are two very very different places all right um and no one knows this absolutely no one knows yeah, i had no idea about this that this interview no 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 no, no. what i'm going to tell you <laughs> is uh, something that i've never told anyone before Ooh. especially on an interview um i was actually sent to uh, sent by my mom to learn um, classical indian vocals back when i was a kid so that was for a couple of years no way <laughs> and yeah and that that didn't work out at all because i can't sing to save my life so <laughs> <You> must learn <laughs> 
so um after that you know uh, i i wasn't really into music as a kid like no one really is for that matter if you're 6 or 7 years old you don't know what you're into mm. um and then you know when i was in school i really got into uh, rock music in general and metal and uh, in in my first year of college i i bought myself an acoustic guitar um and that's that's where my journey started you know after that i've just been trying to learn um more instruments even though i learn only about just about enough that i can play the part of the song that i need so if someone asks for a flute solo or something like that i can't do anything i can only play my songs i can't do anything at all so <laughs> so that's how you know uh, that that's how i'm trying to um manage my way through this you know <laughs> well i was yeah cuz i was going to say like on the on the note of the flute playing i mean like like what's your setup like with that live in terms of like getting the sound out there and like also like you know like integrating that into a rock song yeah. right um so about our live setup it's just uh the flute itself it's a and then i use an audix uh, om7 mic because it's very directional it won't pick up any feedback from the sides uh and that's very important especially when you have a 6 foot guy playing the doll right next to you and um then it goes directly into our mixer which does a very slight pitch correction so that you know the problem with uh, wind instruments is uh, with different changes in temperature they bend you know yeah especially you know, the, the, the notes don't really stick yeah yeah even though i don't use woodwind i use i use tin whistles so okay. that you know that that problem is minimized um i use them live because they they tend to stick to the same tuning but they're never perfect so it does very slight pitch correction um and that's that's really it it's a very simple setup for live um and when it comes to songwriting um it's a very uh, it's 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 very tricky you know you can't just put the flute in every song at all yeah um it it has to it's a very emotional instrument and you can't really put it in a song where you know you're just having fun or you're talking about very serious stuff you know aggressive stuff uh, so it's it's a very very selective selective thing and the problem with the flute is like if you mess up one single note live okay everyone <laughs> is it does it stand and out all, harsh all the eyes in the room are on you and you start sweating like a pig you know <laughs> yeah so which is why i always close my eyes when i'm playing the flute or i look away from everyone else there was this one time at um, i think it was grass pop festival itself uh, where we were playing arj and my flute solo was up and uh i was in between the flute solo and there was this guy who started crowd surfing on another guy who was already crowd surfing okay Sick. so yeah it was basically the the guy uh, the guy who was already crowd surfing was flat <laughs> and this guy was on top of him oh, okay my and he was uh, he was obviously uh, <laughs> he was being pushed towards the stage and this guy looks at me and does and i fucked up oh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. The power it's of the crowd surfer through you. Like, yeah. Whoop. Yeah. 
because I started smiling. But I, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's kind of hard yeah. to flute and smile at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I don't look at anyone whenever I have to play my flute part. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I, I can imagine like looking out, especially on a festival stage for a bloody wood show. Some of the sights that you must see in the crowd must be just pure chaos. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on out there? Uh, there, are, there are stories I can't even say publicly. You know, the kind of things we've seen in the... <laughs> you get off stage, you're like, did, you, did, you, did anyone else see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually do that, you know, right after song, someone's going to run up to someone else and say, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. We can never talk about <laughs> yeah, it again. <laughs> we, can know, we must yeah. never share that one ever again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... Before we let you go, because we can't thank you enough for your time today, it's been an absolute honour to have you yeah, on the show. It's getting quite late where you are. Yeah, you? I can imagine. What time is it over in India right now? Um, It's 22.59. So 22.59. Not too bad. Almost 11pm. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for staying up late for us. We really do appreciate it. And the last thing I want to talk to you about before we get out of here is your lyrics. Because some of the lyrics that you have put into songs are fucking phenomenal. And like the first one I want to ask you about is we're Indian. So, you know, we like it hot. Like that, that <laughs> bar floored me when I heard it for the first time. Like who cooked that one up? And like, was it? A that, was all was that was all round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he knew even before. I mean, that was his first song with us. Okay. Um, and he was just a featuring member at that time. And, you know, I don't know how, but he knew that this song is not going to be heard just by, you know, people of our country. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he had the foresight. Genius. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Because, yeah, I mean, like, especially like, given given your background in sort of like, as you said, like putting parodies, songs out there into the world, like having someone come straight on board and understand that there's a, like, you guys have got a sense of humor at the same time with what you do. It's a very fun project. It's ha It's got life to it. I mean, like, that also continues on the bar as well. I love the lyric, because de uh, Desi boys know that diversity is a gift. That one is a yeah. fucking gem, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. I later I'll know. <laughs> Have you found, um, I was going to ask, because I've got Indian heritage in my family, and I'm like growing up, there's never any sort of alternative Indian band or anything to look up to. Have you found that coming over or playing shows, you've found, found more people coming up and being like, oh, I'm so glad there's like representation in the, the alternative world? Every single show. Yeah. Every single show. People come up to us and say, and it's not just, it's not just Indians. It's, you know, it's people from um, the Southeast Asian region. Um, you know, even, even people from America, you know, people of color, they, everyone feels represented. And I feel that's, that's a great thing. You know, it's not just regional, it's kind of global, uh, yeah. but also, you know, it, it also reaches out to people who feel they weren't represented enough in the genre. Um, it happens at every single show. People will come up to us and say it. And even though, um, you know, we we the the Indian population in our crowd isn't too much. Whenever we whenever we're playing shows, probably maybe the maximum number of Indians I've seen at our shows is probably ten. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And but they they're all very 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 happy that this is happening, and we're also very happy that they come up to us and say that, and you know that we are able to somehow represent them and make them feel better. 
<laughs> about our representation in general. Hell yeah! And have you played shows in India? Uh, we have. Uh, we have uh, played. I guess I'd say eight shows in India. Um, in total, so uh, that's that's something. Hell <laughs> for, yeah! For a yeah, for a metal band to play eight shows in India, that's really something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because it's it's not even like on you know when bands say like we're going on a world tour, it's never really one that you see on like a world touring card. I mean, like like in terms of like historical venues, like I'm I'm imagining India's probably got quite a lot of them, but you just don't see them like on your on your normal touring card. Yeah, because the you know India is not an easy place to get to yeah um, the flights are insane yeah. the logistics are just you know so so you can't really travel from city to city by road you can if you're brave but if you're you brave do that yeah <laughs> but you can't do that with you know tons of gear and yeah. you know so much so many people in your crew you have to take flights every time and the flights aren't cheap and you know thankfully the infrastructure is getting better but I don't see India can be a touring destination. As in, you can play one show and then maybe go to Japan or go to yeah. maybe Australia. But it's not gonna be a place where you know you do yeah, you do like full run. five cities within the country or something yeah. like that. No, yeah. Damn. Well, hopefully we can start seeing more bands like playing massive shows over there. Cause I mean, like, like in terms of like demographics, India is such a massive demographic. And the last lyric that yeah. I want to pull you up on is the one with the mm -hmm. WWE reference in it. I'm a big WWE guy. <laughs> and obviously like they had Jinder Mahal flying the flag for like the India side yeah. with, with the Singh brothers, like, yeah. but, but whoever wrote that lyric saying, you say you're going to do none of that fake WWE shit. Cause you know, we keep it real US. You, like, if you ever cross paths with the rest of that could get one of you into a little bit of a spicy situation <laughs> well, that though? was also all round right okay so you can just yeah. you can just go like that he said it <laughs> to be fair, he looks quite yeah. he looks like he can, he can uh, take care of himself oh yeah he could, oh. could fire <laughs> Yeah, which is why he's the only guy who said it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy WWE myself. I've watched it as a kid. Hell yeah. And, you know, Raul likes to spice things up in the lyrics. And uh, we, it's not the only thing that, you know, uh, that we've, we've debated on. We do debate a lot on what goes in, what doesn't go in. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the one time where, you know, those are that's one of the things where, um, where we decided, all right, all right, we'll take the hit. If something goes wrong, we'll take the hit. <laughs> Luckily, it's no beef. No beef yet with the wrestlers. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yet. I mean, like, yeah, if, if one of them catch wind of that, like, could be in a little bit of trouble. So, I mean, just, just make sure that you're ready to point the yeah. finger at the person whose words they actually were. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll let him know. I'll let him know that you like... <laughs> some of his lyrics and do not like the rest oh mass, a mass <laughs> massive fan of the lyrics and like genuinely keep them I'm coming kidding. don't I'm kidding. don't don't change anything because we are massive yeah. fans and like the i think i think the global domination of bloody wood is only just beginning like it's only oh, gonna it's thanks. only gonna go and grow, well, and grow i was gonna say you've done so much off the your debut album which a lot of bands could only dream of so obviously mm -hmm. it's on the next album no pressure but <laughs> mm, expecting bigger you. and better. 
<laughs> the pressure's been there for a while. You know? <laughs> but it sounds it sounds like you you're very much within the game of handling it, and you got a very good handle on it. So thank you ever so much for your time today, my friend. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. We'll let you go and get off the bed and try and get a little bit more post festival season sleeping. Thank you so much, guys. It was my pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, legend. Thank you <laughs> so much, my friends. One time, show some love for Karan from Bloody Wood. Hell yeah. Thank you, my friend. Hell yeah. That was sick. That was perfect. Oh, nice guy. Oh, what a legend. My friends, the live guests on the John Mahon show, don't stop there. We will be joined in our tour today show by Brandon from Atreyu. Atreyu. Metalcore legends, Atreyu. Hell yeah. Do you know the, over, like the first album over 20 years ago? Yeah. Was it? When you were just a, a pup. When I was just... Just a small Mahon. Nine years old. <laughs> nine. Yeah. Yeah. And I was 34. 34. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, my friends, if you're just tuning in right now, we were joined right at the start of today's show by Karan from Bloody Wood. If you missed that interview, it'll be up on our YouTube channel as, show, as soon as this show finishes. We're just going to take a brief pause just for two minutes, and then we will be back with some music news and more on what's happening later on. Hell yeah. There we go. Oh, the beauty alive, my friends. God, this is the most shambolic. Well, it started off well. Quran was a good... Quran killed it. It's, it good, good guess. It's, it's us that have been... Well, we did make an, make an exception for him because obviously he's in India, so we started the show a bit earlier. Yeah, we started the show an hour earlier this <coughs> evening because to accommodate so the time. race here, down the M5. Yeah, in how many minutes worth of traffic? It's only like 45 minutes. Fuck that. Well, my friends, right, thank yeah. you ever so much for joining us this Thursday, this Band Tea Thursday. Oh, Brand Tea. Show. Not sponsored by anyone, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't wear a Band Could have at least shirt. worn a Forever Loud one. I could have. Um, and they are available on <laughs> the newly renovated Forever yeah, Loud. Yeah, let's get into that right now. So, my friends, Ollie <laughs> has actually spent some time rejigging the Forever Loud website. So as we keep saying, Forever Loud. We're having a, having a nightmare. This we time. are having a mare. Forever but Loud yeah, should be your home Imagine, page. just imagine the page in your head. Yeah. On it, on it, on oh, yeah, we can do it on here, can't we? Look at us. Should what? be in your saved searches, John, is it? No, don't go on the <laughs> website, do you? <laughs> I do on the laptop. John was like, yeah, I've, I've seen you put some posts up. And I was like, oh, you see... You seen the new new layout? Like, no, you went on last week, didn't you? <laughs> but, my friends, it looks beautiful. Ollie's done a hell of a fucking job with the brand new Forever Loud website. Are you ready for this? Oh. Transition. Oh, look at that. So. There's <laughs> a few new... I just cleaned it up a bit. Yeah. Because I couldn't... Um, I don't know if you know me, Don, but I'm a bit cheap. <laughs> and uh, instead of paying someone to make a website, I was like, I can do it. I could do that. I could figure out how to build a website. I can code. And uh, it did take me a while, but I've managed to, to do it. Oh, who's, who's that guy? Oh, look at that. Look at that guy hanging out. <laughs> so yeah, if you go on the uh, website, you've got all your latest news. Hell videos, yeah. Some ads. Features. Um, Beds. Videos. Got old scene queen on there. Hell yeah. And then this new feature, which I'm quite excited about, is called the new list. So every week, 
We're going to curate the best new bands, put them in, whack them in here, do some articles. I've got a playlist on Spotify which will update with all the best new music. And if that's not enough, John. Oh, <laughs> bonus. If you if you have a band that want to be submitted for this feature to be on the playlist, there's a handy little submission form. Look at here. that. So we really are trying Just to go on there. Drop, no. drop, drop my email address in there. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Uh, so if you or anyone that you know or love is in a band and you want them to be submitted for the Forever Loud playlist, then get yourself over to Forever Loud. No, Forever Hyphen Loud dot com. Did you know? Someone told me. So I heard this the other day. It's quicker to say World Wide Web than it is to say www. It is. Yeah. World Wide Web, because considering it's a, a bre- it's what's it called, a brief, uh, yeah, or a, the abbreviation is longer than the, the actual. abbreviation is longer than saying World Wide Web. Yeah, the more <laughs> you know. Anyway, we didn't really do a proper intro because we didn't. How are you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? That was such a crazy start to the show where I'm it was like good. bang straight in. Yep. But you just got to roll with the punches. Roll with the punches because you know that it's inevitable. It's going to be unforgettable. Totally unpredictable. Nice harmonies. Let's Thanks. go run a roll today. Are you um, into the whole Barbie Oppenheimer vibe? Oh, Boppenheimer. Hype? Boppenheimer hype this week. Boppenheimer. I'm going tomorrow with my girlfriend. Which one? So yeah, we're no, we're gonna do. You're gonna do both, both. Oppenheimer first, then a TGI's, then Barbie. Thinking about this, and the real winner in all of this, Aqua. (laughs) What is in the band? The band Aqua. Yeah, because they're about to get some fucking royalty. Their next PRS payment (laughs) is gonna be big. Because not only is it probably featured in the in the film and all the promo around it, fucking Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj have just sampled it in the song. Holy shit. Just. And we know two people who actually introduced Aqua on stage at a festival once. <laughs> Shout out Tim McDo. <laughs> if anyone was at Download or Trees or yep. probably any of the other festivals since Download and they um, may have, might have happened across a sticker that was posted around. Who <laughs> the fuck is Tim McDo? Who the fuck is Tim McDo? And... Uh, yeah. No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. He's a man myth. Is he a man? Is he a myth or is he a legend? Yeah. No one fucking knows. We don't <laughs> even know if he's human or not. But my friends, we have got Brandon from Atreyu joining us oh, yeah. in our tour today's show. I think 7.15, I want to say. You set up the appointment, John. You set up the Zoom call. The, the appointment. The appointment. I guess it is an appointment technically, but... Sounds too formal, isn't it? Very a fish. Well, what, what, what else is going on, John? In the music news world, Bring Me the Horizon just announced that festival in Japan. Did you see that? Yeah. That looks fucking stupid. It's like their own fe- next-gen Next-gen festival. Yeah. And that makes me excited, my friends, because if Bring Me are in the business of booking their we're own we're, festivals... We're quite a Bring Me heavy show, aren't we? I feel like we talk about them every episode. It's because they're the biggest band in the fucking world. Yeah. They are, like, but should we check what's who's on that line? I don't. I don't think there is a bigger active band on the planet right now than Brim of the Horizon. Switch to your camera so I can plug the thing in. So this makes me really optimistic, my friends, because if Bring Me the Horizon are booking their own festivals in Japan, we all remember 
a weekend in Malta in 2022 that was thoroughly enjoyable. Now, obviously, the company that put that on doesn't exist anymore, so that is a little bit of a sad shame. However, if it is the case that bringing you trying to get a little bit of experience in that field, I mean, we could see the return of a Bring Me the Horizon weekender, maybe Malta, maybe... I'd love to see Bring Me go to Ibiza, man. Imagine Bring Me in Ibiza. Yeah. Just a, what, a Schweier or whatever. Yeah, bro, like a Schweier that is a I've never been. I've state. never been to Ibiza. It's not really... I can't... Well, do you know what? That whole scene isn't my vibe, but my parents have been to Ibiza. Your parents have been to Ibiza? But they've been to like the nice part of Ibiza. Ah, right. The, non, the non-San Antonio. But it looked part. beautiful. I'd love yeah. to go there. Yeah. Like an it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's such a beautiful <laughs> island, man. But that's the thing. It's like, it's only become like synonymous with partying in the last like 10 years. But um, yeah, back in the day, you used to just be like a luxury holiday. Did you just say Ibiza's only become synonymous with partying in the last 10 years? Not 10 years. I'll yeah, probably I mean, do like 20, <laughs> 20, 30 years. Like, in my head, right, it's like... It's still 2000. Yeah, when I think of like, <laughs> when I think about 10 years ago, in my head, I feel like that's 2000. <laughs> I feel like it's 2010. I'm old, man. We're getting old. It's not rough. It's not slowing down any time to... Yeah, the march of time doth grow quicker. But we fill our time going to see fucking live music and bring me the horizon are putting on their own festival in Japan and next fest. If this, if this becomes a fucking theme, man, the next fests I'm about this. And if you're going to put a lineup on in Japan, probably going to want to book baby metal, but also I imagine first time Kingslayer, Featuring Baby Let Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh. Should we get book our flights? When How is it? much of flights to Japan? Yeah. <laughs> we don't a, even have a company card yet. Can you get a loan out? <laughs> get a credit card out? I mean, I did create it as a business account. There's nothing fucking on it. But get us some money, please. <laughs> Ollie's like I know I don't I haven't eaten today. So poor I am. Have you not eaten today? Yeah, but it wasn't because I'm poor. I am. <laughs> I'm preloaded. Um, just on on a diet, trying to shed those um, festival pounds. The festival season beers. <laughs> yeah, I. Do you know what? This is a little uh, <laughs> insight into my my life. Uh, first time I've been at a festival done a festival season with barely drinking a beer really cider only cider only. cider and spirits only yeah. yeah how can you switch to the ciders i just don't i've gone off more appetizing i like a pint at a pub with your mates yeah like a nice cut in a glass like a cold nice, nice cold boy yeah <laughs> a long cold boy a big delicious beer but yeah at a festival i feel like cider hits the spot more Mm. You get the plates of the. I can't paper. drink. I don't drink anymore. Like paper anyway, cups anymore, but I can't stand cider. Me and cider had a bad night out with each other one time and ruined it. Who is she? Huh? <laughs> Who is she? Um, yeah. What was I talking about? Baby metal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you got from baby metal to cider, but we roll. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully they bring next fest, next fest to the UK or. Anywhere, or Europe, anywhere, man. I'd set, I'd settle for another Malta experience or something similar. As I said, man, like bring me an Ibiza will be wicked because like the Ibiza season ends in September, right? 
So like as of September, people are done going well, out to Ibiza for big events. So you do have the Ushuaia stage I just heard, sat there not doing anything. I heard rumours last year or early this year that Bring You were looking at doing one, another one in Europe. Oh, really? But obviously the pollen going through. Yeah. Uh yeah, well, I, yeah. I heard rumors of like Tenerife. Tenerife, like, yeah. Bring me in Tenerife. I heard that's literally what I heard. No I've way. Got, I got some people. On the you inside. got some sources. Some sources on the inside. Bro, we do a live show. How are you not busting? No, this, this was pre-show. This was early in the year. I guess we've been doing this show for like yeah, two but months. Yeah, but obviously it hasn't come to fruition. So uh, I'm not. I can't just spread rumors. Yeah, without, without any. True. True. We don't want to become one of those shows. We don't want to be like, oh, we heard. Yeah, which is exactly what we're doing. But right no, now. I think that that was the initial plan, and then obviously s- stuff happens. Yeah, because you, you need you can't just do it off your own back. Really, you need some sort of promotion. Do you know company. what? I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything about yet because Ollie did make reference to it. Ten years of Sempaternal show. Yeah, I am surprised that nothing on that front has been announced yet because we're running when? out. We're running out of 2023. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. ten this year. Yeah. But I'm just gonna have a look. What? Oh, the what month, month that it came out. I want to say. I think it was October. I want to say oh, no, yeah. April. Oh, was it? Oh, so it's officially hit ten then. Do you know what? I moved into my second or third place. I'd lived in London, and I remember I lived on my own at that time, and it was like I remember that album just reminds me of living in that flat. Just I think that was just the soundtrack to my lonely <laughs> studio flat, <laughs> London life i've got an exact kind of memory tied along with it as well it was yeah. when i was working at kerrang but when kerrang was based in birmingham and i remember the day the shadow moses music video dropped and like literally like everyone in the office who was like begging for a new big band was yeah. like oh my fucking god well, bring me the horizon I've done it obviously there is a hell was the album before that and it was great but it's still like metalcore redefcore yeah and then everyone was like oh uh, what are you gonna do next yep and what they did next has become the biggest band in yeah. the world. And then they went, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Fish. Yeah. But apparently, like, I saw an interview and everyone thinks that, like, Jordan did so much on Semper Eternal. But, but initially they brought him in as, like, almost like a, well, just like a ghostwriter. Mm. But it doesn't surprise but me. He, did, did you listen to Worship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says that, like, not a lot of credit goes to Ollie for yeah, Semper Eternal. I saw, yeah, everyone I saw that Everyone thinks that Jordan came in and just changed everything. But really, he Jordan helped facilitate the sound yeah. that Ollie was after. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Jordan's great with all the sounds and that. And I th- like, just from the outside looking in, you know, because around that time, there was quite a stigma around laptop bands and bands needing laptops. Yeah. And like having, trying to incorporate the program sound, but it all running off Pro Tools or whatever on a laptop. Yeah. I think like Bring Me having a solidified now. member on stage who's triggering all of those sounds, yeah. who's, whose responsibility it is for that extra side. Although they still play to a track a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, find me a band that doesn't play to a, a backing track these days. Yeah. Find me, a, yeah. Everyone has click tracks, backing tracks. Some bands, I mean, there's been a whole thing online with, with Craig about a mystery band playing, having like kicks on the track. Yeah. Which I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen live, or I don't think I have. But I do know for a fact a lot of bands, they'll have backup guitars on the track. So just to beef up the bits in the, in the movie. I mean, to, on, on, the note of, on the note of what Craig said, I was at a show... 
in, I, the, in the last year and I was watching a sound guy mix it. Yeah. And like he put his iPad down and then like picked it up and there was no signal coming out of anything on stage and he shat himself. He was like, huh! and then like heard the sound that was still coming out. I was like, oh. What? So the iPad. So as in was, like nothing was coming out like the microphone or the guitars uh, at that at that moment in time, but stuff was still coming out. Bloody hell. Yeah. Going to name drop any names? Name any names? I'm not. Me? No. Do you know who it was? Elton John. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We fucking love Elton John on this show. <laughs> yeah, Elton John has a, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say he's a family member of yours. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, band. yeah, I, I, I believe I'm actually in Elton John's band. John Mahon is the keyboardist. Yeah, uh, percussion. Or percussionist. Yeah. For Elton John's band. And we, we try and get him on. I've got his email address. I've emailed him. I don't think I've gotten I've gotten a reply yet, but I, I, I don't mind j- double dropping the email. But it might be one of those things where it's like, do you know when you when sometimes you get scammed and like it emails you with like your name? <laughs> you might have seen that like John Mahon. I'm, that's what I'm not going to That's that. me. Yeah. John Mahon show. I'm not going to open that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else you got? Well, what else you got for me? What, what you got for me? Well, in terms of the rest of this year, festival-wise, we've still got in the United Kingdom, Bloodstock and Reading and Leeds. And we've mentioned a couple of times on this show that we're going to do something Bloodstock-related. We're working on it. Yeah, hopefully we'll get something in the next week or so. Some tickets to give away, maybe. That would be nice. Yeah. Bloodstock is one of those, for me, lineup-wise... It's never, I'm never really like, I think that side of metal for me isn't the most accessible. I, I struggle with the bands that you can't read the name. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> like that, like that kind of stuff. I'm not I'm like, you know, in terms of that sound, right. Yeah. Harriet is like my limit with it. Yeah. Like I can, I can but, go up to Harriet, anything kind of past Harriet. I struggle uh, with, but I will say. Bloodstock, still one of my favorite festivals to go to. Yeah, man. Everyone Look at is. the headliners this well, year. Just, Kill Switch, Meshuggah, and Megadeth. The vibe. Everyone's so nice. It's just like, it's usually quite good weather as well in August. And it's, just, it's like trees. Like, do you know when it's a sort of family run festival? Yeah. It's like still independent. It just has a nicer vibe to it's it. It's got its intimacy. But I, I put it down to like, it's one of those places where, like, if you're into like extreme metal or you're into dressing like a wizard or a, or a knight <laughs> or like you're into your own like, chain mail or ba- like battle stuff like horns and stuff it's like one place a year you can go to and that's normal it's like you can be yeah. yourself and let loose home yeah like no one's gonna judge you for fucking wearing corpse paint at bloodstock no not at all so it's just like even though it's from the outside if you're an outsider you'll be like oh all those dirty greenbacks oh, <laughs> did you have to put a farmer's accent uh, on you're it? there's dirty greenbacks <laughs> <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but it's just because like i say everyone can just be who they want to be and it's yeah. just and everyone's so happy to be there yeah so don't judge a book by its corpse paint cover <laughs> solid advice very <laughs> solid advice and then yeah we got reading and leeds festival reading and leeds towards the end yeah which not the best lineup for uh alt yeah guitar, but all guitar based bands in general but i mean from a coverage standpoint like 
I want to try and get some of the like the drum and bass side of things on because there's a guy called HeadX who's playing, and if you like your drum and bass, you'll probably be very much aware of the name HeadX. It is just you like your MDMA, sounds. yeah. <laughs> like it's it like it's that time stupid sounds. Well, this is exclusive, John, for you. Is it? <laughs> I've started a new band. No, me and Max Such and and Rich Stokes. Holy shit! I don't know why I say this on the stream, but. It's going to be like metally, rocky, drum and bass vibes. Let's fucking go. What are you called? Don't know. We haven't got a name yet. It's going to center around eggs. No, we said Max can no. <laughs> not contribute to any of the names. The decision has already been finalized. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Let's fucking go. So keep your ears out for that in the future. Or maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I start a lot of projects and then sometimes they don't come to fruition. Very, sometimes they do. It's, it's our ADHD side. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've followed through with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Why does that make you feel? Does that make you think of shitting myself? <laughs> what, else have you follow through? what else have you followed through with? <laughs> like a wet fart. Like a, or is it like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I've thrown you off there. I was gonna say like forever loud because I I I had the idea of starting like a music sort of website mm. for ages, and I had the domain name for like probably like six months, and then I was just like putting it off and off and off, and then I just thought fuck it, do you know what? Yolo once, Yolo so once indeed. I had to, I just did it, which would be my advice for anyone watching. If you got an idea. Just a little business idea or something you want to start, just fucking do it. Even though if it starts off slow, nothing's it. I think this is the problem people people have with like doing anything creative or like putting something out in the world. It's the fear of like, and I have it a lot. It's like, oh, is anyone going to care? And probably not at the start, but no, like that's how most projects start. Like no one knows who you are. And then gradually over time, it will build and build. And then one day... You could be, in the words of Fight Star, one day, son, all this could be yours. Yeah, I'm being very, uh, very deep and meaningful today. Positive today. Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> fever. <laughs> a goddamn fever. fever. A fever that you can sweat out, my friends. We are but minutes away from being joined by Brandon from a trade. The band have got a brand new EP that is coming out next month yeah i listened to it today because i'm important and i get sent <laughs> yeah you do what's the ep called the ep is called the moment you find your flame the moment you find your flame let's go well my friends without wasting any more time please show a lot of love and appreciation and welcome to the john mohan show brandon from atreyu oh. hello let's go how's it going my friend doing well how are you very well. Whereabouts in the world are you right now? I'm in Newport Beach. I'm out in front of the my kid's doctor's office. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I always forget because obviously where we are, it's uh, the evening. So I guess it must be early, quite early for you guys. Yeah, it's just daytime. It's daytime. Yeah, first of all, thank you. Um, that means the world. But yes, um, I feel like it's a it's a special time in our band right now there's a there's a there's a bit of a buzz about us um internally that feels like uh it did when we were you know 19 year old kids you know um i just feel like there's so many kind of like our band has gone through so many like milestones and like 
kind of like new things that we're conquering and we're lucky enough that we're that kind of keeps going. And right now feels like a really big, a big kind of moment for us where we're kind of taking hurdles into some new uncharted territory, which feels exciting. Hell yeah. It's very, very exciting. And I mean, like, especially with the success of the stuff that you've released so far. And I mean, in terms of the tunes, like I know Drowning has had such a massive reception. Like I work for Kerrang Radio. They've been playing that on daytimes, like loads, like in terms of like in the United States as well, is it is it the case that you're receiving like loads of radio airplay? You're having like almost new fans, like discovering a Treyu for the first time because of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Drowning has been this kind of crazy beast. Um, like it wasn't really pushed as like a full on single in the States either. But like, I know that like, you know, Crying Radio is playing it. I know even just on like DSPs, like it's, it's our biggest song, even bigger than like Watch Me Burn that is at, at radio right now, which is like, it's like number 17, it's top 20 at radio. It's like doing great, Amazing. but Drowning Still is just like demolishing every other song we put out. But that's also, I mean, for us, it's kind of cool because it's one of the reasons why I put out the smaller doses, the, th the songs via kind of EP is that it's allowing people, I think, to really like fully digest more of the material when it comes out. You know what I mean? Rather than having like 12 or 13 songs to like try to pay attention to at once, kind of giving people the opportunity to really focus on three or four songs at a time, which I think all the songs are getting good reaction. But Drowning especially has been a special beast so far. Hell yeah. And like, as you just mentioned, like, uh, watch me burn is the current single at the moment. And like, we just need to give an almighty shout out to the music video of this song, because <laughs> in the music video is the motherfucking boy, Lay Gill from the United Kingdom. Like, tell us. The legend. Oh, what a human being, man. And like, please tell us the stories to like how Lee came into your life and like, shoot in that music video that day yeah so so aaron um from sleeps directed <laughs> the video and um it was one of the things where he just brought it he brought up lee and it was like 100 percent. it was funny he brought it up kind of coy it was like oh you might know him from that that scene in the joker i'm like are you kidding me yeah, yeah. like that dude still talks though that dude's awesome that's amazing because yeah like the, if if people are watching right now they've not seen the music video like basically the premise behind the music video is like you guys are trying to do your standard band performance music video and shit's just going wrong left right and center people are getting injured and lay gills the director and like the bit that floored me man was when lay's like am i the only one here who's a fucking professional <laughs> professional yeah <laughs> it's so good the coffee spit is so good like he he was great man it's funny because like i mean if you're paying attention at all to any of our new music videos you can very much tell that we've thrown every ounce of seriousness when it comes to videos out the window and we're kind of just letting our, our personality shine. But yeah, that video definitely was kind of taking the cool guy, heavy metal rock band in warehouse with fire video and flipping it on its head, which I think it's greatly, it's greatly successful because of Lou. Ah, and just the fact that, as you said, like you guys are like now open to like, you know, just not taking it all so seriously. Do you think that like the the band that wrote X's and O's would have ever like sort of agreed to have done something like that? Or was that like a little bit too silly for a band like that, do you reckon? I think some of us would. <laughs> you reckon? 
but I think that, uh, I don't know. I think that just like one of our assets, I think, especially now, um, if you've seen us live in the past couple of years, um, or if you're going to see us live next time we come over uh, at the end of the year, I mean, you, you really kind of understand who we are on stage. Like you really get a good glimpse of our personality and we're kind of like did that by accident and then saw how one good it felt to just be 100% ourselves and not yeah. trying to be like, there's moments in a show where you want to have like impact or power or, you know, there's parts of the show that you want to have a cool epic intro and you want to, there's songs that are heavy in the set that maybe get emotional or kind of like tender, but the majority of the time it's just us up there doing what we love and having fun. So it's like, why don't we just put that idea forward all the time? Because if you've hung out with us as a band off stage, it's dick fart, dick and fart jokes and laughing <laughs> 100% of the time. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, why, why should, why don't we just kind of fully show who we are? Well, it's, you know kinda... I mean? it's like you, you, you take pulling back the veil. And, and uh, I think that that is, I don't know if that's attractive to other people, but it's attractive to us yeah. on our end to be like, you know, this is who we are. So take it or leave it. Well, it's it's like I think if you're if people can see you're having fun on stage, then it makes them have fun. It's like we've seen Electric Cowboy blow up in the past year, and they are just all laughs, all jokes, all the time. So I think oh, people love exactly. Them. I think I think it's just one of those things where it's, it's like we've never we've never been the like I don't know like ultra cool like <laughs> oh my god, wind blowing in my hair and like look how fucking cool we are, man. Although like, you say that. And um, but what, but I'm I, saying we're <laughs> we're real people, so it's yeah. just like all right, let's just show who the real people are. But I was saying this to John before when um, the curse came out, back well, I must have been 14, 15, something like that. And yeah. Atreyu were like between within my friendship group, you were like the best band in the world. We we all like were so influenced by your music, and I feel like because it, that came out almost twenty years ago, there must be people now that are like turning eighteen, twenty that don't know about that early bit and only know your mu new music have you found that you you're getting like new fans that are unaware of the past i try you 100 i mean i feel like now nowadays when people talk about our old stuff they're talking about lead sales yeah um and it was like you know we saw something on like some girl posted a tiktok the other day and it was like 10 bands that got me into metalcore or 10 you know 10 songs that got me into metalcore and it was and it was becoming the bull you know what i mean so it's like we've been really lucky to stay relevant with our music like you look at you know god bless analytics these days and, and yeah. access to like what people actually want and like and are listening to but it's like you look at our top songs on on spotify for instance and it's like our top 10 is mostly lead sales and on it's like right side of the bed it's x's and o's but then everything else is is either from lead sales or our last two albums you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where it's like, it's, it's kind of weird that our first two records are not disappearing. They'll always yeah. be there and there'll always be people that love them, but they're, they're less popular than even some of the new stuff, you know? It must be a good feeling. Cause I feel like some bands, they get so trapped in like, just play, having to play that like the, the older stuff. Whereas it seems like you want to see hear the newer stuff. Dude, it is. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause it's funny. Cause obviously like you've, you've seen the kind of, the resurgence of like the nostalgia tours and yeah. the 20th anniversary tour. And this band's going to play this album front to back. And, you know, like the, the kind of revival of 
metalcore and emo and all that stuff. And all of these bands have like the album that they can kind of like lean on. And strangely enough, we kind of have a couple, like we have the curse and we have lead sales, but like there's more relevance after that, that, you know what I mean? So it's like weird where it's like, we thought about doing the same thing, but it's like, Oh, like it's not, we didn't just have that one thing that popped. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have like the one record that was like massive. And you know, even like the last tour we did in the, in, in the UK with bullet, like this third show or something, I'm talking with Matt and he's like, how come you guys don't play a lot of the old stuff? And I was like, dude, because it's a, it's a snooze fest. We play like Damn. deep cuts off of any old record and the crowd's falling asleep. Like that. It's like, it's like you said, where it's a lot of new people that just don't maybe don't even know the old stuff, you know? And speaking of new music, I listened to your forthcoming EP, which is out next month. And honestly, yeah. some of the, my favorite songs I've heard this year, like good enough. Thanks. The opener was, blew me away. I was like, this is incredible. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we're stoked. It's like, we kind of, they got grouped, the EPs kind of got grouped together to make sense. Like each, each EP kind of runs through like the gamut of emotions and like every kind of like up, down, middle of life. And we kind of grouped them together because of that. And didn't think about the fact of like, oh, these have to get better as they go. (laughs) Or else people are going to be like, oh, this one's not as good. But the, EP two for me is like ultra special. I feel like good enough is a huge moment. Gone to me is like, I love gone so much. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't, I think I don't want to die is going to make people think of kind of our old school Atreyu ballads, you know, which we haven't done in a while. Um, So it's like, you know, and then immortal is just like kind of a more modern banger. I'm I'm stoked. I can't wait for people to hear all of these fucking songs, let alone just EP2. Yeah. Well, I was saying it's like, it's very sort of modern sounding, but you're still throwing some of those classic Atreyu elements, like the dual sort of harmonizing guitars, which is just, yeah. is like a little throwback, but it's, it's such a great, great EP. I think it should be. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. And I mean, like in terms of the, like, as you said, like the energy at these shows that you're seeing with like, like the new music, tending to go down better than the classic kind of stuff. It's it's the best reassurance that a band can get that like everything that they're doing is moving in a new direction. And I mean, like how, how have you found like, I wouldn't necessarily say like reinventing the Atreyu sound, but keeping the Atreyu sound fresh. Like how, what's that process been like? I mean, we've always, it's always been important to be kind of ever evolving and always kind of like, you know, take giving people a, a ride, you know, and we've never tried to never kind of be obvious with what we're doing. And it's been awesome. I mean, I go back to drowning again and, you know, we started playing drowning for the first time when it came out on the last European tour. And it, it was the first song in our entire existence of a band where night one, we were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, why did people know it already? Like what, how, what the hell was that? Like, it was like, we were all confused. And we're like, maybe it was just like a, like a goof. Like maybe it was just like that one show was great. And then the next night it happened again. And we're like, okay, this feels different. So it, it's, it, there's nothing more sort of, uh, you know, there's nothing that makes us feel better as artists than after all of these years making music and people receiving it yeah. as well as they have. Like that's, that's, that's like the, the ultimate payback, you know? 
Hell yeah. And like my favorite shit is something that you just touched on like right there, which was like, like finding like new things to explore. And I mean, like the Travis Barker feature on Warrior for me was one of the most interesting features because obviously when Travis Barker kind of features on a tune, more often than not recently, it's either been like sort of like rap artists or like pop punk artists. And then he jumps on with you guys and he busts out that military style drumming like on, yeah. on, on that bridge section. And I mean, like... Like, what was that collaboration like watching Come to Life where it's like, yeah, you've got the drummer blink on it to associate with pop punk, but he's going to bring out that military style drumming that he's so slick at. For sure. I mean, that was the point. I mean, it's funny because like we, I wanted like a, a, a big, like you said, like kind of like military marching drum kind of middle eight on that song. And, and well, and obviously John Feldman is a great friends with Travis. He's worked with him a ton. And it was like, dude, you think he would do this? Like, he's so good at this. Like what? And he's, for some reason, he's never done this on a feature. You know what I mean? He's never done this style drumming and it just seemed perfect. And I mean, obviously he was stoked to do it because it was different. Also, like he's not just coming in, like playing a drum beat. So, um, I mean, he crushed that. And just, it's so funny coming in and like, I did like Travis Barker being a drummer coming in, like playing stuff and running through stuff and being like, does that sound good? Like, do you want me to do anything else? And it's like, uh, I think that's okay. Oh, shit. Like having, having to yeah, give like, constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, maybe try another one like this, or what if you played something like this as well? He's like, yeah, cool, man, whatever. Like, he was super game to do to do whatever, so that worked out rad. I was actually going to ask, when you're in your recording process these days, do you still play any of the drums, or have you given that up? Um, I mean, there's, there's not – I mean, I don't ever give it up, um, but there's – times you know i think the extent of it is really the truth is that kyle is such a good drummer that it makes me feel bad <laughs> i'm like damn it but like but uh like he does stuff that i like just makes me mad but the extent of it is like say we're a lot of time we're in the studio the way we write these days is like we will get in we'll hash out an idea and then we'll kind of like run a quick demo real fast and start working on it and then to get the skeleton down and then like say after lunch or the night like a couple hours later we'll dig in and actually try that things i might throw down the quick past of like the skeleton for the demo yeah just if i kind of have the part in my head but i haven't played i didn't play on anything uh on on any of this new stuff at all so baptized was my final hurrah with having a a moment and kyle he's like he's awesome he's like you know this is like you're a great drummer so if you want to play on something and or i'm not i can't do it at the moment like no hard feelings but there hasn't been anything we've thrown at him that he couldn't do. So that's been great for me. <laughs> I guess for, for you live, it must be a lot, a lot easier not having to worry about playing drums and singing. Oh, it's so sick, dude. My hands feel great. My hands are <laughs> soft. I don't have, I don't have calluses anymore. My wife loves it. Oh. I just complain about the rest of my body hurting. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll like, tell you what, a big motherfucker, big motherfucker like me is not supposed to move like that on stage. But somehow it, it happens. Ah, <laughs> uh, with like your, like, I was just gonna say, like your fitness level, like to play drums and sing at the same time, must have been so high that when you actually took the kit playing element away, you probably like found yourself having a bit of excess energy. I just can't stop moving. Yeah, and it's like then I and I can like touch people. I can like get down and get close to people, and that, I I take way too many liberties with that too. So Sick. it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm having that. a good time. You do that when you're playing the drums and. <laughs> They're like, why have you stepped away from the kit? <laughs> <laughs> why is the drums? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and in terms Lars. <laughs> I mean in terms of the the shows that you've got coming up like with the tray you as you mentioned like towards the end of the year like back over in the United Kingdom like will that be post EP release then I'm guessing yeah that'll be so we're back in November December um by then the uh there'll be a lot there'll be a, quite a bit more out by then um and we're stoked I mean that's going to be our first like proper headline tour in uk or europe uh in like over a decade yeah so we're, we're so stoked to actually get time to play a proper set and like give everything that we want i mean in the states we've been had some opportunities and it's been really cool to like throw some curveballs and maybe hit a deep cut or two or strip down a song acoustic and just like do the things you do on a headline tour yeah and we just haven't had the opportunity in so long so it's 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 time hell yeah and not not to pull too many tricks out of the musician's sleeve but in terms of some of the like the deeper cuts that you're thinking of including in that uk tour later on this year have you had those conversations and got them in like okay cool how old school should we go with the deeper cuts that we're choosing we kind of we kind of had a little bit and it's one of those things where the hard part is that you know we can squeeze most of the quote-unquote hits into like 45 50 minutes if we really really try damn like and if we and if we want to expand a little bit you know we like to do an hour and a half set something like you know a good a good lengthy set and it's one of the things where it's like we've talked about maybe trying to take you know maybe like a cool medley of like a handful of old deep cuts so we can like really kind of scratch the itch without having to worry about doing a two-hour set you know nice um, and like kind of keeping the energy up and it, it's it's tough because there's there's bits and pieces from everything that we're interested in playing you know like with you know we've talked about you know like the ain't love grands or you know kind of like some of the deeper stuff on on uh suicide notes and like you know a cool part or or something off of uh some of the curse songs we don't usually play or even like death grip you know like we usually only do maybe x's and o's and the theft off of death grip so it's like you know, taking a couple pieces there and, and just making it more interesting. So we're, we're kind of working that out now. Also, I, I'm an idiot and started, we had like a goof on the last UK tour where like, we'd get the crowd to sing along. We start playing Whitney Houston oh. and then, and then we'd stop and everyone was like fucking really pissed. <laughs> like it was like, I've done the bit in the States and everyone just laughed. Like in Europe and UK, they were like, boo, when we stopped. <laughs> so I started like, I was like, listen, I'll make, you a deal we're coming back at the end of the year you guys come to the show we'll play the whole song and i started making these promises and like day four i think dan was like do you realize what you've done and i'm like what he's like you're promising all these people that we're going to play with houston at the end of the year so now we have to learn that <laughs> so, amazing so that's going to be part of that for sure <laughs> Oh, that's what I love. I love myself in a hole for that one. I was going to say, I love the fact that your band are like, hey, man, you're creating extra work over here. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I just, I'm just having a look at the dates. There's some decent sized venues in there. You've got Electric Ballroom in London, which is an iconic venue. Yeah. You've got the one nearest to us is uh, Wolverhampton's KK Steel Mill, which we saw Enter Shikari play not yeah. long ago. Great venue. Yeah. Fantastic venue. Yeah. And Garage in Glasgow, oh, Dublin. Mm-hmm. we're pumped i mean it's it, it's not till november and there's a handful of shows that are already about to sell out so that Let's also feels go. fantastic to come, come back and do the first tour in a long time and, and actually have some people coming 
Ah, and like not just people coming, people coming for the new Atreyu as well, which, you know, as we said at the start of this chat, like is one of the biggest compliments, like a band that have the tenured career that you do can receive where it's like, hey, yeah, we love the old shit, but let's hear some of that new shit too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Hell yeah. Well, just before we get out of here, my last question to you with regards to this EP is what moment or what song or what part of this selection of songs, this body of work, are you most excited for people to hear? What's the one moment on there that you're like, that's the one I really want to see your reactions to? Are you talking about on, on the, the second EP? Yeah, this moment. The moment um, you find your flame. Yeah. I feel like um, it's sort of a tie for me. Um, I feel like Gone is something that's going to be bonkers live. Yeah. And I'm so proud of, like, uh, I think that we've always been a band that's chased the sort of goosebump moment. And the end of Gone, to me, is like, it gives me chills, even every for me, every time I listen to it. So it's one of those things where it's like, I think we accomplished something so, so kind of unique and special in that song that I... I'm stoked for everyone to have. I, I, I think I don't want to die too. I think I don't want to die is like one of the biggest ballads we've ever done. And we took every, every play out of the Def Leppard playbook. Let's go. I don't want to die. <laughs> and it's like, yes. like we didn't hold back at all. Like to the, to the point, I mean, I'll even say it. Like the drums are Def Leppard drum samples. Oh my like, days. That's genius. Like we, yeah, like we went like it was like if we're gonna do a fucking ballad, like we're diving into this thing. Big and went full Def Leppard. We went as Mutt Lang influence as we could <laughs> and like really cranked it up. And it's like I think that it's gonna be a special moment for people as well. Nice. Holy shit. Yeah. Well before then- we let you go, I'm I was gonna say I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you. <laughs> so when I was younger, before the days of MySpace and all that, I we used to have MSN mm-hmm. Messenger. And I remember my yeah. my screen name for a while was Live, Love, Burn, Die. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I should should I tell him this? Yeah, I'm gonna gonna tell you. you where you go. <laughs> the best, you know. I think that's great. I lo- I love hearing all of the used to, you know, because it's like the, my favorite is the, years ago the the first tour to Emotionless and White, and Chris is like, Hey, I gotta tell you something. I'm like what? And he's like, I need to. Sh- I know. I, I went up to him and I said. Is this real? And there's a photo of him when he was like a teenager with Live, Love, Burn, Die. No way. Chess piece. And he's like, yeah, that's real. I'm like, let me see it. And he pulled his shirt down <laughs> and there's a whole new tattoo over it. That's I was amazing. like, ah! Oh my <laughs> God. He's still got it as well. Oh, no, get oh, no it's under, it's covered. <laughs> oh, he's covered it now. No! <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch. But I think that's cool. Like, I think that the, all that stuff's awesome. Like, I, I mean we always joke like uh matt from avenged had like like it was like a h2o email or or msn or something for like yeah up until like 10 years ago you know what i mean so it's like one of those things where that's your roots man i'm honored to have graced your messenger thank you that means that means the world to my (laughs) my 13 year old self if i could tell my 13 year old self Uh, now i'd be freaking out (laughs) that's awesome 
Oh, well, Brandon, thank you ever so much for your time today, my friend. And best of luck with the launch of the EP in August. And we will see you at the end of the year for the first Atreyu headline tour in almost a decade. Holy shit, let's go. Thank you, my yeah. friend. It's time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. Apologies for the stream issues we've had, but uh, we can hear you. So yeah, the audio is fine. Thank you so much. Brandon from Atreyu! Oh, uh, my friends, thank you so much for joining us on the stream today. Started slightly earlier at 6 p.m. And if you missed anything, whether it was the chat with Karan from Bloody Wood or the chat with Brandon from Atrey, you would do our best to get both of those up. But all is left for us to say is my name's John Mohan. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Holly Rout. Go fuck yourself respectfully. <laughs> Peace.